Welcome to Moms in the Hub, everything you need to know about living, loving, and raising little ones in the 806. Go grab your wine and start folding that laundry while you listen to hosts Crystal and Danae share mom fells, discuss trending mom topics, and interview experts. Don't let the Lubbock wind blow you away. Stay grounded as we navigate Navigate motherhood motherhood in the hub together. Hi there and welcome to Moms in the Hub. I'm Crystal Granzo. And I'm Danae Hooks. And today on this episode, we're going to find out what families are doing now that some of the restrictions have been lifted. Mm -hmm. And we also have a guest with us today. Uh, We have a therapist who's going to talk with us about mental health awareness and depression because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah, she's really great. So make sure you listen to the entire episode. Yes. So, Danae, what would you like to chat about first today? Uh, I don't know. Let's catch up a little bit. Do a little catchy-catchy. catch up. What's been going on in your life? Okay, we talk so, all the time. I know we talk all the time. Do we? Are we friends now? I guess so. This is getting weird. I mean, you have texted me your meals and stuff. I know. So. <laughs> I sure have pictures. <laughs> Jimmy's like, what are you texting Danae now? <laughs> like, listen. Okay. We so play by play every night. So let's do a fat smash update real quick then. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I'm doing really good. I know you are. And I just cheated a little bit today. I don't want to tell you what I cheated with, but I just cheated a little bit. But other than that, and I can, um, on Wednesday, I get to add in meat. Yes. And, and cheese. I oh. have not done as well. I We did well until we had my husband smoked um, some meat, which wouldn't have been good, that I'm bad. glad he smoked meat because <laughs> you made that pause there sound like he smoked what? No. <laughs> he smoked meat, but then it was the sides that we got. Because okay. I told myself, okay, just eat the meat yep. and eat some vegetables. Mm-hmm. But How then, bad can that be, right? Well, and then we got Max, you know, Max barbecue yeah. here at the mm-hmm. sides and the mm-hmm. green chili macaroni and cheese. Okay. So I kind of screwed up. But we've been doing Shanti religiously. Okay. And I can't even, like, I can't even bend over. I'm so sore. So have you so. done that today? I haven't done it today, no. Did you do it yesterday? I didn't do it yesterday. Did you do it Friday? You don't do it on Saturday and Sunday. Yes, oh, I, I did Friday. That. Yeah. Okay, I skipped Friday, so I guess I'll do it today. Friday's two days. Oh, dang. Like every week it's yes, two days? every week. So I need to do two today. I Probably, yeah. Because I skipped Friday. Yeah. Because I've been doing that too. T25? Yeah. Yeah. I know you sent me your sweaty pictures. <laughs> You're so rude. Do we have to tell the whole world? <laughs> I'm dying because I used Corona as an excuse not to do anything. I think everybody did, though. No, I don't think they did because I saw moms on Moms on the Move still kicking butt and taking names via Zoom. Okay, you're either getting after it, you have gained weight, and that's pretty much it. You're either one or the other. No, I haven't gained weight, so that's not true. You stayed And I'm not getting after it. (laughs) You stayed the course, just... Right in the middle. <laughs> That's me. I'm just here. You're average. Just an average woman. <laughs> just an average woman here. So, anyways, that's what's going on there. We'll do. I'm I'm excited to introduce meat back into my life because I'll tell you, I'm so tired of beans and vegetables. Yeah. I mean, I've done pretty well. I did better than I thought. Well, and you've I gotten would. to be creative. That's one thing that I, it makes you do. It's creative stuff. Or it makes you eat breakfast all day long. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what else to eat, so I'll just eat these egg whites. And <laughs> You don't do the egg whites? I, I tried, but it's, it's I have to, like, choke them down. It's, really? I put tons of hot sauce on, which kind of defeats the point. So Really? I thought you could have, you can't have hot you sauce. You can, but you can just have a little bit, and I want, like, a lot. Oh. Okay. So. Well, I don't disgusting. think I've really been portioning I'm not a big egg person out. anyway, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, good to know. 
Okay, well, a couple weeks ago, we um, purchased a motorhome yes. in the Granzo household. And so this motorhome is named Tink. So on my Instagram and my Facebook and stuff like that, I've been doing this cute thing. It's called Tales from Tink. So anytime we travel, then that's going to kind of be our little hashtag. And my husband said, you're so smart. You're so sm- You just know how to write. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I am a... a- published author and a blogger (laughs) but that is not true he's just cute he's so sweet he just loves me so he thinks everything I do is great even if I just pick out two words that start with the letter t you know what I mean (laughs) like it's anyway so he's cute so we um we got we flew to Minnesota right Minneapolis is Minnesota Minnesota. so this was what two weeks ago three weeks ago something like that I can't remember now it's been a little bit um but we flew up there for really we had a family um, emergency, not an emergency, but a family um, issue that we were going to take care of. But um, my husband decided we we're going to get a motorhome to do all this. So we flew to Minneapolis. Strangers picked us up, and they didn't do anything with us, so that was great. Yeah, you're you know? still here. I am to still tell the t- here because it could, yeah, it could have <laughs> been, um, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre ish, yeah. but you know, Minnesota, but Minnesota, yeah, exactly. So the Minnesota pe- murders, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. My children were fine as well because we're all doing this together like crazy people. And um, anyways, they picked us up. They took us to Mall of America, which was empty, by the way. No oh, one was there. Yeah, because it's closed. So that was cool to be able to witness that, I suppose. And um, anyways, we made it all around um, the we went to like Lake Erie and That's through nice. Chicago had the the pizza. pizza I'm so jealous yep that you suggested because you know my husband like leans on you now I know so yeah. everything that Danae says we have to try apparently it's 100% correct and we have to do it it's a lot of pressure I hope you do. When we were going through Kentucky, he was like, what does Danae think about Kentucky? They used to live here. We're going through Memphis. Where should we eat in Memphis? Ask Danae. I'm like, how about we just Google? Places. Yeah. You didn't ask about that. No, I didn't. Well, everything was closed anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. But the good thing about this motorhome is that it's not so big. It's not too small. It's really kind of like Goldilocks, mm-hmm. you know? It was just right. I can drive it. Um, we can take it into any place, you know, we can park it anywhere. Um, and you're like close with your family. I mean, y'all are all together. You yeah. have your space, but mm-hmm. you're still all. That's like, right. Family. Yeah. Unit. Potty training is perfect in a motorhome. Mm-hmm. Zero accidents. We had absolutely zero accidents. Madeline did excellent. Well, you can take my daughter on a road trip next week <laughs> and bring her back in a week. <laughs> uh, you got it. <laughs> So that was fun. The kids enjoyed it. The KOAs we stayed at were really great. We're members. We're KOA members oh, now. So. Wow. I'm mm-hmm. impressed. Yeah, I'm highlighting You can all. hang out with my grandparents now. Are you trying to call me old? No, I'm just saying they're like KOA members. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they do. <laughs> yeah, well, my husband thinks he's old, so this is... He's an, he is an old soul. He is an old soul. Yeah. One day he'll be 30 and... Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. He's like 72 right now. <laughs> He'd kill me if I told his real age, so I can't tell you. <laughs> Anyways, anything else you remember about Tales from Tink that was kind of interesting I should talk about? Well, you talked about the um, restaurant, the little restaurant your son was doing. Oh, yeah. So 30 minutes of him telling me cafe, I'm going to say Olay, but it had a, a spicy oh, driver. Spicy driver. Yes. How do I know more about your kids I'm than so you do? glad. You just have a better memory than me. I do. And we talked about this. So Cafe Spicy Driver, he kept asking me over and over again what I wanted. So I had to 
reinvent the one um, meal I actually wanted him to create for me. But he's like, oh, we don't have that. So I had to make up a new meal. And so I would tell him what it was. And he was like, okay, order coming right up. Okay, Aww. order coming right up. And every single time he said that, I thought, okay, I better figure out something else to eat because that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. It's funny how they pick up that stuff. It's so cute. Yeah, he's so great. He wanted you to eat a variety too. Yeah, so. he did. I mean, he's, he's like, mm, a no, chef. No more fries for you, mommy. <laughs> well, we've had, so we had Hudson's virtual graduation last week, yes. which was nice mm-hmm. um, because it got a little more personal. The kids mm-hmm. were able to talk about what they loved the most, which I don't think they would have been able to do you know, in a ceremony at, in the auditorium at school. Mm-hmm. And so it was really personable. And, and it's just a weird thing, though, mm-hmm. that they're doing it all virtually. So and he still hasn't seen his friends. Mm-hmm. So they're just all missing each other. But and then this big transition. So and then what else has gone on? Oh, well, Hadley, she definitely needs some socialization. She has decided that every single bug in the backyard is her best friend. It's the cutest thing, and I tried to record it so we could mm-hmm. put it on here, but she was not cooperating. Yeah, of course she is. <laughs> but she goes out there, and she's like, Mom, there's Ladybug. She's my best friend. And then she'll, like, find a spider. Mom, it's Mr. Spider. He's my best friend. Good. And it's, I mean, it's cute, but it's also sad because she hasn't seen her friends in forever. So, uh. Well, I'm going to uh, show you a picture of this um, best friend that she should have in my in her house. She should have came over here. Oh, my son. I'm just witnessing my son took a ton of pictures of his forehead. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle Mack. Well, even before I came over here, she befriended a roly-poly, but it it <laughs> broke. Oh. It actually broke. Oh, my gosh. That's a snake. That's not going to be her best friend. Yeah. She would probably go pick it up. So Madeline was staring at the tree trunk, which the snake is crawling up the tree. It tried to eat, okay, the hail that happened just uh-huh. now. It killed two birds out of my tree. It was so big. But it's so camouflage. Like, you can barely see it in that I know, picture. but the kids were swinging on the tree, on the tree swing. And then Kamai was like, Mom, Mom. I was like, stop <laughs> well, being whining. Well, at least he knew whining, he'd like, come get you. You know, but st- he didn't, they stayed on the um, swing, swing, praise the Lord. But I just thought he was being whiny, so definite mom fell there. And then my husband was like, oh, I think um, they need to move. So he goes over. The kids are watching this snake eat the dead bird. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So then they moved, but then the snake decided, well, I think that's too big. I'm just going to go up the tree and maybe get some eggs or something. This is what I'm assuming he's thinking. Well, because you know the thoughts of a snake. Yeah, because I'm Gryffindor. (laughs) Slytherin. Slytherin. Maybe Slytherin. (laughs) Anyway, so um, Madeline walks over there, and she just stares. She's right in front of the tree trunk, and she's just staring at it. I knew deep down in my soul she really wanted to pick up that spider. Yeah. And just bring it to me. Mom, bug. She didn't touch it. Praise the Lord. I said no. But I had to get down and look at her. I was on my knees, eye to eye, and I said, we do not touch snakes. Okay, your turn. You try. No touch snakes. Mm. Okay, because I don't want – she will just go out and pick yeah, up a snake well, and that, bring it back to me. It's the the kids. They think they can do anything. Kyle Mack screams bloody murder if he sees a spider. Mom, spider! Ah! That's, my, that's my son, too. Well, when I was little, I remember we lived next to a pasture. Mm-hmm. Um, so in it, where there was um, barbed wire and stuff. I mean, I lived in the boondocks. Yep. Well, actually, I didn't really, but it just seemed like I did. But I remember a rattlesnake. I was outside a rattlesnake coming through. And I ran to get, get my mom. Mm-hmm. And you should have seen my mother. She grabbed a hoe 
and yeah she did <laughs> started chopping that snake up she was like you're not gonna get my kids <laughs> so it was she was taking it out on that snake mm. but it was scary because i almost stepped on it so and in mason you don't have hospitals so it would have been a fast trip yeah to the emergency room but i'm glad that your kids didn't pick up the snake yeah well if they would have i think it would have been fine yeah this time well do you know if it's poisonous i mean did you look and see what kind of snake it was no or did your how husband about we just post it to the instagram and you ladies out there let me know what kind of snake this is i'm sure everybody will know i hope so everybody knows i don't know anything power of positivity we have restaurants now opening at 50% occupancy, so that means more customers to serve and more Lubbockites back to work. Restaurants are really struggling, so we have seen a lot of locals continue to support by taking precautions when eating out or continuing to order curbside. I've also seen a lot of places doing more live music, which is wonderful. So the Berkeley Hill Bistro is having a lot of uh, live music out there, mm-hmm. and from what Danae says, the the food is on point. Um, it's my favorite place to eat right now. I love it. Really? And my husband, he actually said yesterday, he said, they have my favorite pizza ever. So. And what kind of pizza is that? Well, they've been doing a lot of different things because I follow them on social media. Mm-hmm. And so their chef has been getting really creative. He did a, a Gravlox uh, appetizer the other day with like salmon. Okay. That was amazing. I mean, I could have eaten that every single meal. So you did eat it. I did. We ordered okay. it. <laughs> And my husband said that I could have the whole thing because he knew how much I love that kind of stuff. So I got it all. <laughs> he did. He's like, I would love to try that, but I know that this is to- this is your Danae, thing. Danae, you did not let him have a bite? I, I did let him have a bite, but not a full one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we need to bring that therapist in here right now. It's going to be family <laughs> no, therapy. He, just, he knows me so well and what I like to eat. He knew that was right up my alley. Yeah, he he's, just loves you. Well, he's the one that actually saw it, mm-hmm. I think, on Facebook or somewhere. And he said, Danae, you need to see this new appetizer. This is so something you would you would want to eat. But they have these pizzettes. Mm-hmm. Um, and our favorite's the Berkeley one. And it's got like prosciutto and bechamel sauce. And it's just really good. You can't mess with it. Let's We need to take the girls. Not over there. Okay. Not Friday night, but then no. the next night. Yeah. <laughs> the next <laughs> the time next that we can do it. A different um, outing. But I mean, I think I've seen, well, Funky Door has been doing live music, and I, Teddy Jacks does live music. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of places Cook's Garage yeah. is doing a lot of... Well, because people are encouraging um, patrons to sit outside more, because mm-hmm. um, it's safe, and so they're giving the entertainment. So it's putting our local artists back to work, so that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm sure they're ready to get out there and perform. So do you think, um, do you think that people are ready to get out and start, start getting back to normal? Well, we um, did something on our Facebook page this week, kind of d- taking a poll, mm-hmm. just a question for our listeners of what they're doing. Um, I asked, you know, now that restrictions have eased up a little bit, what is your family doing? And we got a lot of feedback. Um, I'll read a few of them here. So Linda Dunn says that her and her family are staying out for a while. They're staying home for a while. They have visited grandparents and continue to do a bunch of outdoor activities. And then Stevie Poole says um, that she got a haircut using extreme caution, but she doesn't feel comfortable taking the kids places yet because they're toddlers and they're not too good about keeping their hands to, hands to themselves and social distancing, of course. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way with mine. So I think a lot of people can relate to that. So I think the consensus is a lot of people are doing a little bit more yeah. than what they did before. Like getting your foot wet, but leaving right. the kids at home. Yeah, but taking really extra precautions and... You know, the little ones, they don't 
mean, they put their hands on everything. They don't know what social distance. I mean, they don't know what six feet apart is. They don't even know what six inches apart is. I mean, so, I don't know yeah. what it is. So I think I think the consensus is they're still using caution, but they also want to go out and support local, you know, establishments here. Mm-hmm. So they're doing that as as much as they can. And some people are just itching, like mm-hmm. I just need yeah. a date night. I, I have a friend on Facebook, and she I've seen her and her husband, and they have kids my age, like the same two and three, and they are date nighting once a week now. I'm like, that is if I could just get one in, I would be happy. I mean, I guess I could fit in. I fit in a podcast a week, so I guess yeah. I should be able to fit in a date night. Well, my husband and I usually try to do two date nights a month. Okay. So, but we have to have a nurse scheduled to come right. for our daughter. And then we have a really good babysitter that, I mean, she's amazing. And we just keep her, anytime we call her, she's pretty much open to come help us out. So, we've already scheduled our first date night. For okay. next month. When is that? You, are you coming along? Yeah. I think we'll come together. We'll double date. Like, where will you be? Are you going to be at Berkeley Hill? Because we yeah, may we just go be. together. It, like, so now we're hey. having a double date. Okay. Uh, June 2nd. June 2nd it is. If okay. any listeners want to join. Date night. June 2nd. Got it. Well, she was, our babysitter is actually going out of town that weekend, the following weekend. So we were, we're like, we'll take it during the week. Anytime. We don't care. Yeah. I mean, at this point. And then my in-laws are moving here, so... That's so exciting. It is. Your whole life is going to change having had, babysitters. Yeah. I've never had help where mm-hmm. I've lived with the kids. Yeah. We've always lived out of state or far away, mm-hmm. so it's, it really is going to be amazing. It is. And they want to be with the kids as much as possible because they've, you know, missed out on a lot of time um, with us being away a lot. So. And that's nice. They yeah. need to do that. Okay, today um, we have a special interview. It is May Mental Health Awareness Month, and this is a very important subject that we want to bring to the forefront and we want to be open and talk about. Uh, so today we have with us Stacy Mathis. She is a therapist, and she is also a LCU and Texas Tech graduate, so local girl. And Stacy just recently opened up her very own private practice as well. So we have a professional here that we're going to ask some questions um, that we want answered. So a couple of personal questions first. Um, so obviously you chose counseling as your career. So kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and your path and why you, why you chose to do this. Okay. So first of all, I'm a social worker. And so I worked in a psychiatric hospital for many years and then went on to work in treatment addiction, um, field. And then, went on to do more work, got my bachelor's, master's in social work, and then went on to do more specialized training and became a licensed clinical social worker where I can do private practice. Okay, very good. Um, So what what started this road to want to help people um, that are maybe need that extra person to guide them or that support? I think it's just something in me to help provide hope. Lots of people are in despair or feel hopeless about their situation. So just providing hope. I've always really thought that therapy was something that is for everybody. Basically, um, people can go in for certain things that are going on in their life, but even to do checkups, you know, every so often is really good and get an unbiased opinion from somebody about what's going on. Um, and just help people see the change that they can make. I like to empower people. Good. Yeah, because it's nice to have a different party, an outside party that's not going through it to kind of give you some feedback. Right, and kind of 
maybe show you insights and things that you didn't think of. Oh, yeah. Very good. I need that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we are going to talk a little bit about depression today because um, I know that is definitely a huge topic. Um, There are lots of different types of depression. And I'm sure some of our listeners and people out there right now are going through some of these things with, um, you know, coronavirus and kind of being isolated. Um, So what are some major causes of depression? So there's always the chemical imbalance. Um, People can be genetically predisposed to have depression, things like that. Um, But also, you know, big laugh transitions can cause depression. Chronic pain um, is a big one. Chronic medical conditions, burnout. Um, When somebody has a death, even like a miscarriage, something like that, that can really cause depression. Um, actually, I see a lot of people who have untreated anxiety, and it can turn into depression because it just wears you out <laughs> mentally and physically. Um, feeling trapped, like there's no way out of a situation. Um, relationship issues, um, just things like that. I really take like a men- mental and physical approach. So if something we're doing isn't working, you know, I might speak with their doctor and we might collaborate and things like that to see Mm -hmm. if there's a medical issue going on um, such as thyroid you know that can really um, have an impact on things in the body so just kind of making sure that we're um, touching base on everything Uh so you talking to the person because like you said there's different things that can cause it chemical imbalance situations a big life change so you kind of just talk to the person first and see what's going on before you take the next approach, basically. Yes. So I kind of get a history of what's going on in their life Mm -hmm. and then a family history as well to see what we're dealing with. Depression can be hereditary. Is that correct? Yes, it can. Um, And bipolar disorder is hereditary um, as well. And so there's just lots of things that can come into play. And it doesn't mean somebody's going to get either of those if it runs in their family, but I definitely take a look at that when I begin to meet with the person. And a lot of times people don't just have one thing that caused it. Right. It's built and built and built. I know you're here to answer questions, but I feel like this is my personal therapy session. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So how do you know um, more about genetic depression and like if bipolar is hereditary? Like what would be the first step someone would need to do to find out if that is something um, that is a part of their system or their, you know, their lineage? Mm-hmm. So lots of times people know maybe something was, they'll say, you know, I think there was mental illness in our family, but a lot of times it went untreated, undiagnosed Mm -hmm. because it was taboo or they just didn't know, things like that. And so we can begin talking about patterns that have gone on. Um, You know, situational depression will usually resolve once, you know, the changes um, happen with going back to normal. Yeah. Um, and you know, we usually see things that are chronic, you know, going on. And so, um, they may get better for a little bit, but it's always kind of an underlying issue that interferes with their life. Um, and then bipolar disorder, lots of times, um, you can go back and find somebody in your family. Um, but people may not know somebody had bipolar. They just, you know, thought maybe they did. And so we can just kind of take into account all of those things. Okay, so you wouldn't need to go to um, your general doctor first. Would I need to go to him first, or is that something that you discover? Some people start with their regular doctor, and then um, 
like if they're needing medication assistance or something okay. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can diagnose those. As well. And then I, sometimes I refer to the medical doctor. You know, there's times when you someone's been in therapy for a while and, you know, we're just not seeing you know, the progress we'd like to see just because maybe the anxiety or depression or something is just really, really severe or something like that. And so it's good to add medication in for some people um, for a time or sometimes people need to be on it long term. And so we just kind of work with that. It's really typically best to do um, therapy and medication and not just medication. Trying to work through it and figure out the the two together. And from what you described, probably any of us at any given time could go through some type of depression, Absolutely. you know, with life changes and things yes. going on and children and, you know, different um, career changes or like you said, chemical imbalance. So if we do, you know, we do know somebody in our life that's struggling or maybe we're struggling ourselves, what are some signs that we can look for um, that, you know, would need us to get them help or get ourselves help mm-hmm. for depression? Okay. So low energy is a big one. You know, you just sleep all the time and it's never enough. Um, And then some people don't sleep at all. And then the appetite kind of goes along with that. Some people eat a lot and some people don't eat enough and they have a really low appetite. Irritability is a big one. Um, That kind of goes along with anxiety because anxiety and depression are very closely related. It's sometimes hard to tease out each one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... You know, sometimes people get suicidal. That right. can be something, um, be hopeless. So um, also just poor concentration. You know, you just at work, you're just not doing as well as you normally do. You're having to read pages over and over if you're a student, things like that. So um, it can really, really interfere when you don't have the motivation and the energy to do things. It can right. interfere with your life. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um so I know a lot of people, signs aren't always clear because people aren't open about t- uh, talking about it. Mm-hmm. I know in the past it's been more of a taboo subject. Yes. And thank goodness these days I know more and more people are upfront about it and talking about it, which is, you know, in turn helping other people come out and talk about their own depression or mental health issues. So why do you think... Um, this subject has been so taboo in the past and what do you think the changes to people you know being more open about it one thing I see is that somebody will say well somebody else has it worse you know so mine isn't that big of a deal Mm -hmm. so really working with people to say your circumstances your emotions are valid you know and it doesn't make the other person's more or less than yours I love that I love that your feelings are valid you know yes Um, And it's your experience of Mm -hmm. something in your life, not someone else's, and how it affects them. And then also, I think, um, you know, people have the mentality of, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, Mm -hmm. you're weak. And so I think the more that we do podcasts and the more we speak out about, hey, me too, like, I don't, I feel this way too. I need help, Mm -hmm. you know, and opening up. Because when you look around, you don't see that people are on medication or that they stand Mm -hmm. a therapist or you know, things like that. And so just people being open about it and knowing that it's, it's okay to go see somebody and get help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's so healthy to go to therapy. And I've always, when my parents got a divorce, my mom had me uh, see a therapist and it was just nice having another person who was out of our situation that could look at it differently than being right in the middle of it. Like I was as a a teenager. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it was helpful to talk to somebody and um, to get their point of view and get validation on certain things or, you know, maybe 
um, just to get their opinion about what I was going through, just a different look. Yes. So what would you say, because um, this is new, I mean, relatively new coming, I mean, like mental health is just now being talked about and it's just now we're trying to correct the stigma that's on top of it, right? Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So coming into this, you know, like if I talked about this with a previous generation Mm -hmm. and they said, well, that's just normal. We all go through it. You know, Mm -hmm. like we all um, have low energy or we all like all moms are irritable, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, how would you explain the difference between a like a real symptom and just an, a normal everyday something that like you just had a bad day. Like mm-hmm. what's the difference between depression and a bad day? Okay. So whenever we're making a diagnosis or looking at talking to someone and coming up with a treatment plan on how to help them and what we think is going on, we look at several criteria. And okay. so looking at the big picture and how long it's been going on, so the frequency that it's happening and, you know, has it been going on for a week or has it been going on for months? Mm-hmm. So lots of the criteria that we're um, required to go through whenever we're making a diagnosis is, um, you know, how long it's been going on. And a lot of things say at least two weeks or, you know, for this long, you know, this has been going on without these factors and you still continue to have the problem, you know. And so... Yeah, it's easy to kind of put everybody into these categories when some people don't have these things that interfere with their life. It might just be kind of a couple of days or something like that. Mm -hmm. But we're talking, you know, people can have depression and it can interfere with some things. But we're talking about when it's, it's really interfering with work. It's interfering with home life. It's interfering with school, things like that. Um, And often people don't get help soon enough. You know, they they have that mindset of, I should just be able to do this. And mm-hmm. I tell people should is a very dangerous word, um, you know, because people yeah. put this pressure on themselves and then they usually don't come in until kind of they're at the end of their rope, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so coming in, even if you don't have a diagnosis of depression, you can be having these issues and still need help. As a mother, I think sometimes you think, oh, I just need a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Or when my kids are out of the toddler stages mm-hmm. or when this passes, I'll be better. Mm-hmm. And then it, you don't get better. And like mm-hmm. you said, you're to that point where it's you're on your, you know, your breaking point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, But you don't have to have all of these symptoms to go see a therapist. I right. mean, if you're having any of them, come and talk through it because it's a safe space. You're not going to be judged. You know, you're not talking to maybe someone that has their own thoughts about something and they're not validating yours. Right. So that can be good too. So I would say personally, if I could give advice to a mom right now and I am not the doctor, this is just my personal opinion. But if you have just had a baby, I suggest that you find a therapist. So I do see people with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety too. And so just helping them through that life transition that is so, so huge and helping them through that. You know, and and because that's a big change. It is Mm -hmm. because stress isn't always bad. It can Mm -hmm. be good, Mm -hmm. but it's still stressful. So I know each and every single one of your clients that you see is different. But what are some things that you encourage clients to focus on? Um, It's probably different with everyone or whatever they're going through. But if you were just to give like uh, a couple of things of encouragement, if someone was struggling, what tips? Yeah. So. 
I will preface that with saying that I do help people figure out what works for them because I don't want to tell someone, oh, you should go journal if they hate journaling. Right. You know, yeah. So we're going to pick something that is actually going to be helpful to them and that would make them feel better. So I work with them to figure those things out. Um, so I do, I'm trained in EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Uh-huh. And so I work uh, with a lot of people with trauma. And so there can be little trauma, big trauma. So we call them little T's, big T's. And it kind of helps with unprocessed memories that have gone on during the trauma. And so I help clients work through that um, and then help them, you know, come up with coping skills like exercising. I'm really, really big on Mm -hmm. self-care, especially for moms. You know, we always put um, everyone before us, but I just talk about the... Whenever you're on the airplane, you got to put your mask on before you can help anybody else. Um, So I I talk about that. So I'm really, really big on setting boundaries with people, um, with different family members and at work and things like that. And incorporating that into self-care, when to say yes and when to say no. So working on those things. Um, But I'm also really big on connection. So that's what we're made for, and we need to be around people that are supportive. So there's safe people versus unsafe people. So if you turn to someone and you don't feel better when you leave, you know, because maybe um, they say things that aren't helpful to you, you know, you can find somebody that is safe to Mm -hmm. talk to and that is encouraging to you. So a good team, a good group of people that will support you and encourage you. Yes, and make time for you whenever you reach out that you do need help that they you know will will help make time for you to go get coffee or Mm -hmm. just go get a drink sonic drink you know and just connect talk well I have been I guess my oldest is almost 11 and I'm just now working on self-care and the the difference that it's made just taking a little bit of time for myself has made a huge huge difference so I can see that that could help, I mean, tremendously. I know you mentioned a big T and a little T. Yes. So um, could you give me an example of what a little T trauma would be? So it's different for everybody. So trauma is what the person defines as trauma. Okay. So a little T, you know, could be, and this is like I'm saying, it, it's defined by everybody, but it could be a car accident that maybe was minor, but it ended up being you know a really big deal to them and then there's a car accident you know where somebody was seriously injured something like that might be a a big t um but it's defined by that person Mm -hmm. so i usually get a list of kind of everything that's bothering them and then we define what's little to them and what's big to them and go from there yeah that's good you can really kind of look out look at what you're what you're dealing with on Mm -hmm. paper or whatever yes um okay so if our we have someone who is listening right now to the show and they are struggling. What is some advice you would give them? Of course, we don't, we aren't diagnosing or anything, but just some positive advice um, going forward if, if they are struggling. I think to definitely reach out to somebody. It is so comforting and healing to just be able to tell somebody how you're feeling. And again, choosing someone that you think is safe. Um, And just maybe having them say, me too. You know, you're not Mm -hmm. the only one. That's Mm -hmm. all everybody wants to know is you're Mm -hmm. not the only one. You're not alone. So even reaching out to someone who isn't a therapist 
um, you can talk to your doctor. You know, they are there to help with those things too. They can make referrals if you need it for therapists, things like that. And then also seeing a therapist, but just to talk about it and get it out there. Whenever we have shame um, about things, it really goes away once we speak it. Mm -hmm. And also, whenever things are in your head, they can just go round and round and round. And yeah. so just speaking <laughs> it out loud um, can really help you come up with a game plan to get help. Well, I like that. You don't have to go to the doctor first. So right. I basically um, had my little brother, who is now 18, um, from junior high and high school. And so a lot of this, I'm thinking about the middle school, high schooler when it comes to depression and just therapy as a whole or anxiety, heaven forbid, you know, bipolar, all of these things you just mentioned, but there's a lot of kids. Would you say that sometimes it's more than just hormones? Like sometimes we write it off like that kid is incredibly hormonal. Like he's crazy. What would you tell a mother who um, maybe has a middle schooler or a teenager like, and how maybe therapy could help them in this situation in their life in high school, instead of just writing it off as hormones. I think middle school and high school is the most important time to get someone in. And it doesn't matter what's causing it. Okay. If they're having problems with school, with relationships, things like that, that are just normal everyday problems that right. everyone has, they can be exacerbated if you have anxiety or depression or bipolar disorder. Um, it's certainly good to get them in for help. I ended up having severe anxiety when I was a child, and I could not be more thankful that my parents got me into therapy. Mm -hmm. um, it was just a lifesaver. And so coming in and working on those things at that age is so crucial with how their experiences are formed and their relationships from that pivotal point. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, too, because learning at a younger age how to process things uh, how to move on from them or how to deal with them appropriately and then being able to use that into adulthood. I mean, if you put it like that, we all should have been in therapy yeah. from the yeah. get-go. Like, I feel so. like I should have been there and then I would be a much better adult. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> we can't turn back time. But, yeah, but that's great advice, though, to all the moms out there. Because, um, you know, parents are great and they know their children really well, but sometimes you get to a point where – you would do anything to help them, but you don't know what that is. You don't know, you know, what mm -hmm. the missing link is. And so um, the best kind of therapist is one that works with the parents, you know, okay. to, to kind of work on things at home or right. kind of reinforce what's going on. But at that age, you know, it's really important for the therapist to have a really good relationship with the child and just let the parents know as needed how they can support them, but let the child know that there's confidentiality regarding you're not going to tell them every single thing yeah. so that they feel safe talking to you because they're not going to open up. You right. know, they may tell you things they're not going to tell your parents, but there's also guidelines about what we do need to tell parents if they're in danger or abuse, neglect is going on, things like that. But just building a rapport with a therapist and then, you know, keeping the parents updated and working with them with you know to try and help them be able to collaborate and tell us what's working and what's not working things like that yeah just yesterday I had a friend um, and we were just chatting something about this um, it, how it doesn't matter like what um, social class that you're in if it's low income high income middle class or whatever it doesn't matter what color you are like this stuff affects everyone mm -hmm. and you could be from the I mean you could be bathed in prayer all your mm -hmm. life and you have this child who was a beautiful child and then all of a sudden 
I don't know what may have happened. Something big, something not. Like how do you how do you help give your child those tools to be functioning adults? Right. Right. And you Definitely. have to be it seems like you have to be open to get, to accept help from other people that's right. not necessarily you. And sometimes that's a hard pill to oh, swallow. So hard. It is as a parent. I mean, it maybe feel like the ultimate fail, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. I can't help my own child. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's very normal and just again having the unbiased, you know, mm-hmm. opinion about what's going on and you know we don't give our opinions per se but just kind of help guide you know what we see and patterns and behaviors and things like that to help well I certainly think that um a therapist is going to be just like the next thing on the step for me like okay so you've tried baseball and now um we're going to go talk with your therapist so you can just get it out (laughs) instead of because it feels it does feel like a mom fail Mm -hmm. you know like oh my gosh what did I do I did everything I prayed I took you to church I wiped your butt I did everything I was supposed to do and now you're like jumping out the window going to see the girl down the street yes (laughs) that's that's normal (laughs) (laughs) but is it I think the prayer thing is so important too because yes. sometimes it feels like you failed if you have prayed and something doesn't yeah. get better or God's failed you. And so it's important to know you can have prayer and therapy together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, absolutely. You know, having them go to a therapist and maybe they feel comfortable telling the therapist and not you. And then maybe we turn around and help them tell you. Right. Um, in a therapeutic environment, something that, you know, they feel place. like you need to know mm-hmm. yes a safe place and where things can maybe not escalate you know if yeah. emotions get high and if yeah. they do we're there to help here so if they wanted to get in contact with you and talk with you how would they go about doing that um they can call me at 806-310-0420 or my email is stacy at stacymathiscounseling.com and my first name is with an ie what is one thing you've learned or will always remember from your mother or mother figure? I think my mother has taught me about resilience, just, you know, things going on um, that just can knock you down and knock you down and just get back up and keep trying and learning things from it and just yes. doing better the next time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. I love it. Yes. We're so thankful that you came today to do this interview. We absolutely want to um, be open with these discussions about mental health awareness and depression and what people are feeling. We want our listeners to be open with them, with us and, and to share with people um, so that we can work through this um, together, especially as moms, because yeah. moms have a lot on their plates. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel the pressure to make sure everybody else is okay before themselves. And so I think as a community, we can support each other and come together and just let each other know that it's okay to talk about it and to reach out for help. I want to add another thing, and that is that the therapist-client relationship is such a special relationship that you have to have rapport and you have to trust your therapist. And so if you go to a therapist and you do not feel like that y'all, you know, kind of mesh or that y'all have the same values and things like that, there are so many therapists out there. So please don't think that therapy doesn't work for you you know, you can work to find someone else. If someone calls me and, you know, or comes in and sees me and they need a referral to someone else, you know, or you go into a therapist and maybe that's not their specialty that you came for, you know, we all refer out. So it's not kind of, 
find one and you didn't like them or, you know, it didn't go well and right. you aren't going to seek therapy again. So find someone you can, you have a good relationship. Yes. You can have a good relationship with. And you'll know when you go in, you yeah, know. You can feel it. Yes, your intuition and just whether, you know, y'all are kind of on the same page. Yeah. So thank so you thank for you. having me. Thanks. All right. So as you just um, listened to, we had a really great interview with um, Stacy Mathis, Stacy Mathis, a therapist here in town. And so now we have some um, we just kind of want to recap on that between Mm -hmm. Danae and I and um, just chat about the real life mental um, struggles that we go through. Yeah. I mean, those are real. Um, Some of the things that we talked about with Stacy was I loved how she talked about Um, the different types of depression that people go through, you know, there could be a chemical imbalance. It Mm -hmm. could be situational, something huge, you know, traumatic or a life change could be happening. Big T, little T. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I actually, I personally have struggled with depression for years Mm -hmm. and I first noticed, um, this feeling when I was in college, I remember it, my, remember so clearly it was a really sunny day outside. It was beautiful. Nothing was going on. I didn't have any more you know, the typical college stress, but other than that, nothing big was going on. And it it was just a beautiful day. And I felt down. I felt like there was a dark cloud hanging over me and I was gloomy and I couldn't explain it. I had no idea why I had these feelings Mm -hmm. and I didn't understand it. I thought something was wrong with me. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you feeling like this? You should be happy right now. There's nothing going on. And so I continued to feel this every once in a while for years. And I finally realized years later I mean, as an adult, that it was depression, and mm-hmm. it still is depression. I still have times where I feel like that, and but I didn't recognize it for years. And yeah. I've been pretty open about it because I do, now that I know what it is, I know that I need to be open about it and talk about it when I'm having those feelings or that mm-hmm. day. But I had an incident where I was sharing this with somebody, and I'm so glad that I did open up about it because she said that a family member, I explained it to her that I, I didn't know how to explain the feelings that nothing was going on, but I just felt gloomy and down and it mm-hmm. was just a feeling I couldn't get out of. And she said that she had a family member explain to her for years the exact same thing and she didn't understand it. She thought they were maybe being dramatic or she just didn't understand it. And mm-hmm. now that she heard someone else explain it that way, she realized that they were going through depression as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad at that moment I opened up. But I think a lot of people are scared to open up. And I think a lot of people go through it. So we definitely need to talk about it more. We do. And we need to have – I feel very blessed and lucky that I have um, that I have a good group of girlfriends that I can open up to about that. Because yeah. I know um, after having the kids, it was like, man, what? first of all, let me just tell you this. That when I started having the kids, like – once they were created and I was growing them on the inside, something really changed. Mm-hmm. Like I became an entirely different person. Really? So I think about that all the time. And I think, man, I just feel sorry for everyone who worked with me during that whole, <laughs> yeah. basically my entire time here that I was teaching out here because that's just not the person like the high, strong, high, like high anxiety, like the crate. I just, that's not me. Something happened with once I got pregnant and it just was like, I was, it was like I was 14 again. You know what I mean? And I just couldn't control my emotions. Yeah. You didn't know how to feel. But then I had the babies and after both of them, it was like, I just, I, I knew I wanted to enjoy those moments. I wanted to have all of that, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I just, looking back now, I didn't enjoy it the way I told myself I wanted to enjoy it. 
but I enjoyed it as much as my body would let me without getting the proper help. Yeah. So did you, at the time, did you recognize it was postpartum depression? Um, I don't think so. No, not at all. I don't think I claimed it. I, I just tried to ignore and push through. I was mm-hmm. trying to persevere. I was going to be a strong mom. I'm going to make this work. I'm yeah. in control of everything. And so that's what I was trying to do. And then finally, when, you know, nine months were up, you know, I think I, I heard, I'm, I'm not a professional about this, so this is all my opinion, but, um, you know, like after nine months, you start getting back to normal. But it's some people, it takes three years for mm-hmm. everything to get balanced out correctly. But man, um, it was probably about month 10 after um, Madeline that I was like, okay. Or maybe at her year birthday even that... Um, you felt better? Yes. And I'm starting to feel more... Really, it was nine months. So I hate to keep going back and forth with numbers with you. But at nine months when, she, you know, she gave me the finger and wouldn't, let, wouldn't nurse anymore. <laughs> yeah. Then I stopped that and I could start getting back to my normal routine. Right. I wasn't scared to work out. I wasn't scared, you know, to do any of that kind of stuff anymore. I started the slow transition to, like, self. Um, self-care. Yeah, getting yeah. back to self-care. Yeah. And so I started feeling a little better about myself and I just kind of stopped and turned around and took a look at the last nine months and thought, what? That was not normal. Yeah. That needed help. But I didn't know. Well, I think so many people have had, I mean, there's so many people that have gone through exactly what you're talking about and maybe don't recognize it or don't want to say something. Mm-hmm. But then I also think because we have been talking about it more you know mm-hmm. on social media and it's the conversations out there about it mm-hmm. that women are recognizing it mm-hmm. now early early on but it's just a difficult subject I think because you feel I'm sure you felt mm-hmm. like why am I not enjoying this what's wrong with me yeah I never felt like you know it just it was like I I don't have postpartum because it's not extreme enough right you know, it's because I'm not trying to jump off a building or harm mm-hmm. my children. So it can't be postpartum. Yeah. But that isn't the case, you know. And like um, like we were talking about earlier today, um, you know, it's different for every person. Mm-hmm. So your feelings are valid in the area that you're at right now and the time you're at right now and how you're feeling now. And so I would say if I could go back and give me a different, you know, give me some advice, yeah. then I would say you need to get with a therapist immediately. Like yeah. one day, you know, out Someone of to talk through. Yeah. It. All the time. Just go and you may have postpartum, you may not, but someone else is going to be able to recognize while you're kind of balancing out. Yeah. And so that doesn't mean you have to take medicine. If you're not a medicine person, I know plenty of people out there who are like, I will not take Advil. I'm not taking Tylenol. Okay. That's fine. Talking to someone is not wrong. There's right. nothing wrong with that. And there's tons, you know, there's, she hit on it some, there's tons of different t- techniques and yeah. exercises you can do mm-hmm. like mentally or just physically mm-hmm. just to, to help. So yeah, lots of choices. Fun. Well, I liked what she hit on earlier about, you know, and what you said too, about your feelings being valid, because I think a lot of people, and I know I've done it myself, somebody has it worse than me. You yeah. know, who am I to complain about my situation right so now? So get back in your box today. Yes. Don't talk about it. It's not real for you. Right. Because someone else is way worse than you. Yeah. And I think that's exactly how a lot of people mm-hmm. do it. And then they get to the point where they just, it's a breaking point. Yeah. So. And you're going to explode. It's going to, it's going to erupt. It just will. That's whether it's on your husband, whether it's lashing out at your children. Your coworkers. Your coworker. Yeah. You know, your mom. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> My poor mother. Yes. Yes. I, that's 
but um depression um i just wanted to go back over uh she said some of the symptoms are low energy and being sad but um i don't think she really elaborated on the sadness part it was more than just being sad right. is what she had told us um it was like extreme irritability, you know, not sleeping at all. You cannot pay me to go back to middle school and high school. <laughs> no, you couldn't. It's never. a hard time. I would never. I couldn't. I mean, I, especially with social media. I mean, that's a whole other subject we're yeah. going to talk about some other show, but it's it's a hard time. So we really never. have to, to be just aware of the signs and, you know, offer, offer ear to listen or help or whatever we can. Yeah. And, and that's what we have to do. And that's what we're doing right now is we're talking about it. Postpartum has existed in my life. Like mm-hmm. it's there. So when I say, I want another baby, Jimmy, let's have a third one. And he says, no, um, maybe it's because it's postpartum is hard. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, and then just depression as a whole, like, like I mentioned before, having a good group of women to talk mm-hmm. about. So my BFF that I just call and can say anything to, and it could be the most horrible thing I've, that's ever come out of my mouth. And right. she doesn't ever judge me. And she'll just correct me and say, Crystal, next time say it like this. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I need that woman in, in my life. She better not leave. Um, I was telling her, and this was what, I don't know, maybe a year ago, six months ago, something like that. I'm like, I'm the kind of tired that coffee can't take care of. Uh-huh. Like, there's not enough coffee in the world. I'm so tired. My life is amazing. I have the best husband in the world. I couldn't have created two more beautiful children in my entire life. You know, I get to stay home. I have the option to stay home mm-hmm. and fully devote my time to um, my own personal business, to writing, to my children. You right. know, I am living my dream right Right. now why do I feel like this why am I in a ball on the couch on a beautiful day when I should be outside with my kids but it feels like the walls are caving in yeah and she told me crystal go to the doctor that is depression Uh and um unfortunately I had a bad experience with the doctor (laughs) who told me go work out and take vitamin d (laughs) but uh but that's to say, if you have one bad experience, then go get a second opinion. Yeah. Because. Um, Don't think that there's something wrong with you. I mean, th- there's obviously a problem that needs to be addressed. Right. Because so. that's not normal. Yeah. That's not normal to spend a whole day sleeping. No. That would be um, just a sign of depression for your low energy. And I think as moms, we need to build a community where we're safe. I mean, to, to talk about these things or find, like you said, find your group. Mm-hmm. Um that you can say whatever and they're not going to judge you. Um, but they also need to be supportive. I'm kind of at the point in my life right now that I feel like I can say whatever I feel. And if you do judge me, it's just not going to hurt my feelings anymore. And I think that comes with age too. I mean, I wish that I would have, I learned my lesson the other day. Um, someone, I filled out this poll about what would you tell your 18 year old self? Mm -hmm. And it was travel more. Mm -hmm. Um, and with all that money you have (laughs) yeah, at 18. Okay. I'll be a backpacker. (laughs) And don't worry so much about what other people think. Yeah. And I'm just now learning that. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to encourage my kids. I mean, always be respectful, of course. But don't change who you are Mm -hmm. because you're worried about what someone else thinks of you. Yeah. Well, I just think that um, if you're going to make fun of me for talking about being having postpartum. Yeah. You know, then that just shows your character and not mine. Yeah. Because if... That's an uncontrollable. Well, and you don't know how many people you're helping by talking about it. So um, you sharing your story may encourage somebody to go get help or open up about what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, that's all that matters. 
Sure. For one person. Yeah. So share away. I'm sharing. I'm sharing it all. <laughs> share it all. Share it all. That's what podcasts are about. <laughs> share it all. Mention it all. <laughs> Bethany Frankel. What? I was quoting Real Housewives of New York. Oh. As a person who has experienced cycles of depression, we just want, I mean, really both of us, we right. just want people to know that there's always a way out and there's always a solution. So if we're feeling bad as moms, we need to um, take the step to contact someone. Mm -hmm. So the first step may be just to talk to your girlfriend. The first, second step may be talk to mom, talk to your husband about it. Once you get all of that out and you have no one else to talk to, make the call, Mm -hmm. call our friend and just see what, you know, like just check you. There's nothing, there's never a problem with having a conversation and being proactive. proactive. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to Moms in the Hub. We're so excited. We really hope that you um, you got something from our mental health awareness episode. And um, we really encourage you to email us if you'd like at info at LubbockMomsBlog.com. We'd love to hear your stories about um, how you handled your postpartum, your depression, and uh, maybe how our guest was helpful for you today. If you don't want to mention that on our social media, you don't want to put that, just email us at info at We'd love to hear from you. Please come back next week. We have um, a very special guest involved, but you'll have to check out our Instagram to see who it is. We're going to kind of tease it this week. Yeah. So just keep on looking at us on social media. Everything's at Moms in the Hub because this is the Hub City, if you weren't aware of. And so like um, Robert Browning always says, motherhood, all love begins and ends there. Today's podcast is brought to you by Lubbock Moms Blog, Lubbock's premier parenting resource for the South Plains. Have ideas or want to hear about something specific? Comment below or email us at info at and we'll work it in. Bye!